Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. Hard to Tell Podcast, episode 68 from the Gotham Podcast Studios. It's Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca. We are back. I know it's been a while. We're back. Yes. That's the key thing. <laughs> I know. It's been a while. See, see, you guys can blame me for that because uh, we were going to come back a week earlier, yep. but I got a bad fever. Like, I got slapped with a 182-degree fever. I was like, I'm not going to come in. I mean, 102. I was like, yo, I don't think you'd be living. I don't think you'd be here. Not 182. <laughs> but I was like, yo, I'm not going to come in and get deck sick. Because <laughs> you talking about you wasn't going to come and get sick. I wasn't going to come in and get sick. Like, I wasn't coming anywhere near. I told, I told him to. He told me tonight. I was like, yo, man. Don't get me sick <laughs> because we went through that in a previous episode. But I wasn't really sick; I just had a little. And cough. I didn't get sick. I didn't get right. sick. right. But this one, this one, I was like, "Yo, it was it was a Thursday night. I had gotten it, and yeah. I had I, I was good earlier that day or whatever. Like I was active or whatever. And then later on, I just started feeling like weird and lazy and tired, and I was on the bed and I needed a blanket, so I was like, yeah, it's coming. And what I noticed was that a couple days before that, I went to interview uh, somebody for the story that I'm doing. So I went out to the school, interviewed him or whatever, and I I was like fatigued that day. Like before I did that, and then my energy went up. But at home, I was just like, I was just tired. I didn't have a fever or anything. I didn't feel sick. That was probably the beginning of it. That's what I'm saying. That was probably the beginning. And then Wednesday, sort of the same thing. I was at a Nets game. I was covering the game. And I was a little fatigued that day, but I was fine. And then Thursday's when it really hit. And then that weekend, I was just cooked. I was like, yeah, you don't don't need to be near anybody. Damn sure didn't need to be near me. (laughs) Like, nah, man. Like, for people out there, if you're sick, Respect your coworkers. Yeah. Respect the people you work around. Don't come to work. Yeah. Don't come to work. Especially, sick. especially if you're in a field like ours where everybody's trying oh, to get. Oh yeah. It. Everybody's hustling and trying to get to that next level, and you don't want to mess it up for everybody. So if you're at home, I, just stay home. You don't want to. Real quick, one time I had the flu, and I was working for a previous employer. I won't name their name, but because <laughs> this this will show you how. Uh, let's. How do I say this? how much they truly didn't care about their employees, okay? So I'm trying to figure out the I, I was employee. sick, and I don't... Re- All I can tell you is I was supposed to go to a Nets game mm-hmm. to cover this Nets game, and the Nets were playing the Cavs. I have an idea of who the former employer is. And the Cavs... Um, LeBron, this is when LeBron was on the Cavs. This, this is within the last couple of years. Okay. And... Uh, Prince William and whatever, whatever the royal, part of the royal family was supposed to be here in Brooklyn at the game. Uh-huh. So this company wanted me to make sure I got video of this. I fell horribly sick, kind of like you, 102 fever, mm. barely couldn't get out of bed, blah, yep. blah, blah. Hit yep. him up, was like, yo, I am not making this game. Yeah. There was they actually tried to have discussions with me about They tried to negotiate, negotiate. like yo, are you are you yo, sure? Are, are you sure are you, you really feeling that bad? <laughs> no, you, you can't make it. Yo, I'm America not- America's got everything messed up because like the fact that we and we talked about this before, the fact that we have sick days is stupid. Like if you're sick, you're sick. Well, here's you shouldn't have an allotted amount of sick days. Thank you know. Sh- shout out to my current employer, AccuWeather. I don't have an allotted amount of sick days. Yeah, if you're sick, you're sick. I, if you if I'm sick for more than three days, I have to provide a doctor's note. But there's no allotted there's no allotted amount of sick time. That's understandable. Yeah, it's totally understandable. I think it's reasonable and extremely fair. Yeah. So I'm because a, you might, that might be serious. You yeah. Know? Shout out! Shout out to the employers doing the right thing out there. But for your point, the most part in America. That isn't how it works for a lot of people. Because think about it. If you, a lot of people, uh, most people are working class, right? 
And they're scared of getting sick because it's like, oh man, now I'm, earn I'm, money. I'm, I might not make money. Yeah. Like for me, for example, I don't get or paid. Freelance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm a freelancer. I don't get paid time off. Now, this, so if I'm sick, I'm screwed. Now, like that whole weekend, I was like, I, c- I can't do anything. And and sometimes I understand a freelance worker that actually has to go out there and be sick. And I wasn't trying to throw any shade to that person because sometimes I actually get it. Sometimes. You, I've had to work sick, I've but done I tried. It. I've done it before. Yeah. I try to be respectful if I'm going to be around a lot of people or not. Yeah, absolutely. This job I was talking about, I was actually a full time employee, mm-hmm. and they were very upset that I could not make it there. Like, well, this is huge. This is the raw. F- Get the somebody ra- else. Let me tell you something. The raw family ain't going to take care of me when I'm sick or I'm up in the hospital with pneumonia and or also, whatever. And also, do we really care about the raw family? Clearly, they did. I mean, I don't. I know yeah. you don't. No, I, do, I no, don't. No offense, but like, uh, Look, take offense. I don't the, care. The job. Yeah. I understood why it was important in terms of this job that I was doing. Yeah. But the problem was, I was like, y'all got to find a freelancer. Let's just say they weren't too thrilled about it. Let's just say this guy here didn't really give a damn. <laughs> because one thing I say all the time: nothing comes before my family and my health when yeah. it comes to work. That's that's. I, there's no negotiation for me on yeah, that. Especially in a especially in a country where a lot of people again are working class and don't have those benefits, and on top of that, they're sacrificing their health in yeah. a lot of instances to try to get those benefits because people are trying to work sick all the time because if they don't work, they don't eat. Yeah, and you know, America's got it messed up, man. Look, man, (laughs) you you should never have to compromise that. I understand sometimes why people do, and I feel my heart, like you're saying, goes out to the people that have to. But let me tell you something. Your health is the one thing you have. You got to take care of your body. So when you're sick, please rest your ass. Rest yeah. your ass. Ain't, ain't nobody trying to get sick around around you. Just just stay home and rest. I told Brian to do that. Yeah. He got better. Yeah. He is here. Yeah, I'm good now. And, and coming off a big month of February for both of us. I know. I would say, I would say you got some things going to AccuWeather. I got some things going yeah, with- Yeah, uh, some, some good things going. We're slamming MSG now. Well, it, you know, February wasn't that great for black people in general. <laughs> we talked about that in the previous episode. It wasn't that great for black but, people. But, overall. you know, we're, we're over but here. I was doing okay. Adding to the resume so we weren't just also- so we weren't just away, just nah. for the sake of being away. away. Yeah, there's, but you know there's, what I mean. Just things, building some things. There's things going on. Shout out to can Brian. Add, can add a couple big brands now. And for, for <laughs> the for the people who who didn't know or didn't who say it on the podcast, uh, Brian is now on People Talking Sports uh, on MSG. You can catch the first. Was it the first episode? The first it, part of MSG Shorts. Uh, it's on YouTube right now. Yeah, so you part can go of to MSG, MSG Networks on YouTube. More of what we shot should be coming in within the next. I guess a few weeks or so. Yeah. So uh, because we shot a lot of cool stuff and a lot of conversation was made. Uh, shout out to everyone else I worked with on that. It was yeah, good. Sh- yeah. Shout out to uh, saw myself on TV for the first time. Jennifer, how'd that feel? It was it was it was interesting. It was kind of weird. Yeah. It was kind kind of weird. Not I don't it, not the first time because I actually was on TV before. So my brother found his baby when I was I don't know I told you the story, but when I was eleven years old, my brother found his baby in Where? a in a trash bag outside of my house. This is oh, a serious man. thing, right? It was alive. The baby was alive somehow, Oof. but he found it, and this was the day after I had like my senior trip for fifth grade. We went to, like, uh, Six Flags or something like that. Okay. So I was just home. I was off, and he found it or whatever, called the cops. All the news stations were at our house. Of course. So you see me on TV. I'm, like, dribbling a basketball outside the crib as they're showing, uh, like, they're doing a close-up. You were trying, you that kid trying to be on TV in the back. Absolutely. Yeah. I see, Absolutely. I, see, I haven't worked the local news. That was, tra- I, that was strategic. I, I saw where the camera was. Listen, this is how you know I was born to do this. I saw where the no, camera was. No, I saw no, where the camera was. No, I, no. I was. I got right, no. right. Not where, not where I was thirsty about I it. Like, I don't like those people. Not where I was thirsty about it, but I, I was 11 years old. All right. I don't I was, like. I don't <laughs> like those kids. I was. I was. I was like. I did it at an angle. You know what I mean? And then I just kind of acted like the camera wasn't there. Like, I knew what I was doing. Uh, you know, but, like, yeah. But shout out to my brother because he found that kid. Shout out obviously. to your brother doing it and like, all the yeah. media attention he had. He, he, that was in, he was in the news and everything. Hey. It was 11, 47, 3, 5, oh, 3, uh, 5, yeah. 2, every channel. You And you were there trying to get your shine on in the back. The people <laughs> that try to get their shine on in the back of shots. They're the worst. Act like that. We don't know <laughs> I that know. you're trying They're to get the your worst. shine on. But I was nah, 11. Man. I was 11. No. A, lot of, a lot of the people you're talking about, though, that be doing it, they're like 41. Look, <laughs> it's I, I, different. You know what? I'm trying to think my age cut off. It's like nine. <laughs> At 11, you know exactly what you're doing. 
You know, exactly admittedly, I did. I did. That doesn't yeah, mean that's it was why acceptable. I, to, no, I, I wouldn't want my future child to be doing that. Yeah. But you know, if you want to get it off, get it off. Like it's, it was cool. People, people, people make too much about being on TV. <laughs> they do. It makes it's too true. much. No, it one hundred percent is true. Like everybody's got to wave. But, but but well, people got to give shout outs. Which oh my, have I ever told you about what I say about people who give shout outs? What oh, I used to start doing? Yeah. No. Wait. What did you so, start doing? When I was working for News Twelve, sometimes we do word on the street. We ask people all these different stuff, or you interview somebody about whatever. So like something happened with your brother. We go there and do the story. Yeah. Somebody be like, "Yo, man, can I give a shout out to whatever?" And I would, I first used to be like. Oh, and I would let people do it sometimes, but I wouldn't be rolling. They wouldn't see that the red light wasn't on the camera, so I just couldn't <laughs> do anything. But then I started telling somebody, I'm like, nah, man, that can't happen. I was like, yo, let me ask you a serious question. You've watched the news for however many years in your life, whatever. You ever seen anybody give a shout out? You actually talk to these people? like, Yeah, like- why not? Well, I'm talking to them to ask them to get a question. So I'm trying to, no, <laughs> okay, I was like, yo, let me at least put them on to why this doesn't happen. Right. So I just asked them questions like, yo, have you ever seen anybody on the news ever give a shout out? I actually like your first option better. And they would stop. <laughs> or you would have them do it and it would just nah, not be rolling. No, no, no. Some I of them will catch on. Some, sometimes people be going too long and it's a waste of time. And I realized that doesn't work. You're wasting my time. <laughs> I could be on to something else. So I wasn't doing that. Nah. Like that wasn't going to happen. So it's like. I like when we come in and we're like, what are we going to talk about? And then we just go. No. Here. <laughs> you, you're not, you're not going to waste. I used to do it at first and be like, oh, I'm being nice to people feel. And I'm like, I'm wasting people's time. I'm giving them a See, false this, sense of this hope. This is what happens when you get older and more experienced. They're going to go home. They're going to look at you 12 and they're going to be like, yo, that dude need to put me on TV. <laughs> My shout out. I don't want people seeing me in the streets as a dude who's not letting you put your shout out on. Or you don't want to. Nah. You don't want to be the black reporter with no street cred. No. So I'm like, yo, I'm the reporter that's going to tell you exactly what it is. So I'm like, I ask you some question. Have you ever seen anybody have a give a shout on TV? Which anybody who's listening to this podcast or watching knows. Nobody gives shout outs on the local news. It doesn't happen. It doesn't occur. Right. right. So one, they stop. but on revolt, you'll probably get away with that. Yeah, but we this this ain't revolt. What <laughs> right. We're doing. So they they'd stop and they'd be like. Yeah, I've never seen that. I'm like, yeah, man, because we can't do that. So the thing is, I was putting it on them to come up to, to realize it doesn't do you, happen. Do you see that anywhere but award shows now that I think about it? Grammys and stuff like yeah, that? this ain't the red carpet, man. That's this what I'm saying. This is the only place you probably no, see it. And so, you don't even see it there that much because so, a lot of those people just kind of want to be seen and not heard. I don't understand why people... Look, I understand you want to give a shout out to your moms, but this is not what we do on the local news station. This ain't what we do on a national news station. I don't think anybody's asked me to do this while working for AccuWeather yet um usually we're talking about weather i feel like you i mean be a shout usually out I, mean, I was gonna say you you haven't i mean you, obviously you've interviewed a good amount of people but you haven't interviewed that many people to the point where i mean usually you're interviewing them about serious stuff so yeah sometimes not so serious stuff like the other day i was just at a, a outdoor nycfc game shout out to nycfc for let me do that story it's pretty dope um yeah and those people do that was light and fun just how you playing in the cold weather and stuff like that Mm. Somebody, somebody on Twitter ad said that is that, I should... a, is that a tease for what's to come? No, no, no. That story's already out, <laughs> so that was it. No, but I'm saying in je- like the bigger picture of what you're planning to do. Oh yeah, there's some other stuff that's yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah, some yeah, some yeah. sports and weather stuff. So we're not gonna talk. We're not gonna. Stuff's working. Okay, 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 okay. And there's okay. some other stuff around with NYCFC right, cool. and some other stuff that's coming out. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, somebody said to me, "Yo, you should next year." They they, they put me in. A, they hit me up on Twitter and was like, "You like your piece, but next year you got to play in this 24 hour game." NYCFC had this dope thing where they did this 24-hour game at Rockefeller Center. They have a soccer game that goes on for 24 hours. Five on five. I heard People about come this. in and rotate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're out there in the, in the elements and doing it. So, and someone's like, next year you got to play. I'm like, all right, next year I will. I'm going to score mm. some goals too. You know where you're going to you're gonna be at the point soon where you're going to have to participate in like celebrity all-star games? Like if they have a celebrity soccer I don't know game? Th- I don't know if I'm there yet. Mm. I don't know about that. Getting there. <laughs> I don't know about that. Getting there. Listen, once Twitter ver- I don't know if, once I, Twitter verifies you, it's over, and they're gonna they're gonna have to verify you soon. That they're gonna have to do it this year. They're gonna have to verify both of us. Well, I will tell you that <laughs> the verification for me should have actually happened this past week, but it didn't happen for me. I'll explain this off off air. It was a it was a mistake in submission. Um, See, they, a part of no, my they're just disrespecting. No, they, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's it's a long it, jobs can can sub- submit people. Long story is they submitted my wrong account, and it oh. didn't have something that needed to be done. So my account that's linked that I do with all my AccuWeather stuff didn't get verified. It will be soon though. Okay. So it, has it has to be. It has to be. It has to be. It doesn't have to be. They're going to put the blue check next to my name. Yeah. 
I'm I'm saying like I I should have one already, but I don't for whatever reason. I feel like I should have one already. But like it's I don't know. I'm a, I'm about at four thousand followers too. Yeah, I should have way more though. To be honest, like I'm not even trying to like sound like that dude. Nah, you are like, you are sounding like that I, dude. I I legitimately do not care about follow count that much because yes, you do. Uh, no, not yes, that much. You do not that much. You're Brian Fonseca. Yes, you <laughs> what do. does that mean? <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. About follow counts, not necessarily. You care about well, no, no. Let, let let me clarify some things here. What do, oh, I God, think you care about no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Hold this. This you're gonna know exactly where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. I think you care about follow count. I don't think you care as much as some people that go the extra <laughs> oh, to do things to lie about their follow count. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, There's pe- a clear difference. People people in certain circles have bought followers, and we may or may not have talked about this. Oh, we've talked about this. <laughs> so, Brian's definitely – Brian's not one of those people because Brian does not like – I don't say he doesn't like those people. He doesn't like those people – uh, to throw an old school term out there, faking the funk. I was that's the exact term I that's was going to use. Gonna say. Yeah, some of my younger listeners might may have never heard that. I mean, Biggie just passed, so it's only right. Yeah, I mean, not but just passed, but his anniversary just passed. All right, death. this took a very while. Time. <laughs> we went from like sickness <laughs> to like people on the street. But it's true though. Like people, people that buy followers, they're trying to get ahead of the game in the cheapest way possible, and then they tweet out a bunch of dumb shit. So that they could like, <laughs> like just stupid takes, so that people could just retweet it and reply. I just and want, things like I just want, I just want the people that like. Are I'm not gonna mention names. The followers. I'm, yeah, I'm not. See, either. you know what I noticed too about beefing with people. Like back in the day, I don't you beef could with anybody. But here's the thing: back in the day, you could mention their name, and it'd be cool. Like not cool, but you could mention their name and actually be involved in a beef. But now, because of social media, you can't really mention them because then you're giving them a jump. You're giving them benefit. If I mention someone I don't like, then people are going to go search for that person, and then they're going to find out, oh, who's this person, start following him, whatever. No, I, I hear what you're Whether saying. Whether or not they I harass hear, him is another yeah, thing. But I hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you can't mention people. You have to throw gonna... subs. You got to do... You know I, other I, stuff. I, I don't have. I, look, I, I don't like that. Man. I see stuff all the time. I want to beef with people and be able to say their why? name. Why do you want to beef? No, I don't want to beef oh, with okay. people. But I'm saying, I if I did, I would want to beef with people and be able to I say mean, their you name. Can. You can. You just have to deal with everything else that comes with it. You I can mean, say if, the name. Yeah, if you're both established, then it's I guess it's a little different. I'm not really established yet. Sometimes it, it's funny because I was having this conversation. With someone, I was having this conversation with somebody else in, in sports media the other day, and sometimes. You you could be for people, and they were saying to me that you have to like actually weigh like whether it's worth it. Sometimes even when you're right, and you could bring all that smoke and be it's, right. No, that's so true. And I've had to pick my battles. Yeah, and sometimes it's, sometimes it's what well, I think Brian and I are saying too is sometimes it's you see other people in the profession in the media doing things that are wrong. I saw some, I'm gonna show you something when we go to podcast. That I saw this morning, and I was like. Oh, no. Yo, man, oh, what no. this person's doing right here? E- nah, like e- and. and People were calling the person out for their tweet to something. And here, I'm, I'm going to explain what it is. Huh. People are going to want to know. I'm gonna explain. I just tilted my head yeah, sideways I, for those things. So someone I know in the industry, um, I've actually done work with this person, had a tweet in which somebody tweeted at them and said, why do they keep using the name of the Washington football team? which we all know was offensive, and the name is Redskins. Right. So they were pretty much asking, why do you keep using this name and there are some people you that know have, that it's wrong? There's some people that have outlawed the name, too, like Dan Levitar, Bomani. I'm one saying. of the people who, like, I'll say Washington football team. Yeah, I, I do that I only well. said the name here to explain it for the people who might not know what the yeah, name is. I do, I do that as well because I've learned of how offensive it is. If you don't understand why that's offensive, then you could look at how offensive it is to Native it's Americans. It's very easy to research. And what was done and why the term exists and what was being done to Native Americans and why that term exists, extremely offensive. Nobody should use it. It should not be a team name. I think we've said this before in this podcast. I don't think that needs to be mentioned. I thought the question that the person brought up to this person in sports media was fair. Right? Yes. Fair question. Okay. The person responded mm. and said, it's factual because that is the name of the team. And I can use it if I want to because I'm saying you're this person said this to the other person. Yes. This person sports media, you're not here to tell me what I can or cannot say. I'm saying what is factual. Now, it's true it's factual, that right? That doesn't make it okay. It's also true and factual that people have said a lot of racial slurs to other people. 
right? Yeah. Doesn't mean it's okay to say it, right? Yeah. Like, just because something exists and it's factual that people do it doesn't mean it's okay to say it. Some other people came later in this comments and commented on what exactly I felt. I would like to be clear on something. The person that said this was not a minority. The person who said this was not Native American. The person who said this was a white male. Dominated in our industry. Somebody came out and called them out and said, what you just did here is the epitome of white privilege. And they're right. What you just did here is somebody said to you, hey, this offends a group of other people. And you just said, so so what? I'm going to say it. Whatever. Yeah. Now, exactly. I know this person, I could call them out for this, but I thought about this too. I still think it was great we got to talk about this podcast and say it because I think people should know. Yeah. Me calling the person out serves probably no purpose. They're probably just going to get defensive. I haven't felt like jumping the same thing on Twitter, but I kind of know how those things work. So yeah. that's not what Nuance it is. could be lost and yeah. things like that. And if you know the person, it's probably better to hit them up privately. I would probably do that and be yeah. like, yo, man. And I probably will do that and be like, yo, man. The points those people were saying probably, but you might want to check your privilege here. Yeah. Like, I don't talk to talk to that person like that in that way anymore, but they may be ignorant might want to think about what it is. Or here's the other part. They're white male in the media and they did something that has white privilege. And since there's a lot of white other white males in the media look just like them, nobody else is probably really going to call it out, which is part of the reason why maybe someone like myself should come out and be like, yeah, bruh. Maybe you need to think a little bit more about this. You know, I might have that once a week where I sort of pick my battles on Twitter where it's like I should probably or not that I should, but like I could say something here, but I I'm probably shouldn't, so I'm not going to. Most times I re- most times I realize it's not it's not worth it. Yeah, it's I always try to weigh like is the upside greater than Sometimes know, it's good and sometimes it gets into a good discussion. Like the one time I talked with another colleague who I I talked about on this podcast. We actually ended up talking about this conversation yeah, about the whole college basketball <laughs> being better than the NBA. We'll, and the, we'll probably revisit that because the, it's March. Yeah. <laughs> and the coded like racism that was behind that. And you know, myself <laughs> and this person, who colleague I knew for a long time, we had a public discussion and then a private discussion about it. And it was fine. We yeah. did, there was no problems with it. I just felt that was kind of a point. But that, that's also, I would say that that's a rarity on Twitter. Like you don't you don't always get the but conversation. It was, it, like you guys know each other. Yeah. But here's the thing that's dangerous about Twitter also is that you guys could have this discussion, but then other people could jump in. Well, and easy. then the message really yes. gets lost. And that's why I was kind of glad at some point we took it private. We were having and it wasn't heated or anything like that. Yeah, it, it was, was just a couple tweets back and forth. It was a, a couple forth. tweets back and forth and we took the conversation private. And the person understood where I was coming from and was saying that that's not where they were coming from, but understood what I was saying was I just felt at a time and point the – maybe I felt like this too about this thing with the Washington football team is that sometimes a point needs to be made around a larger context of something that we don't spread these ideas because nobody ever stops and challenges it. And maybe publicly, if some other people see it, that stops those ideas from spreading. So shout out to those people mm-hmm. that responded and brought up the term about things about white privilege. And there was one other Twitter poster – who actually responded and had a quote from a Wisconsin Badgers basketball player who was up, his Native American and talked about why that term, had a quote about why that term was offensive and, and posted that quote to the tweet. And I thought that was good because that needed to be out there. People need to see that more. I don't think we think about that enough. And seriously, the fact that that team still has that name in 2019, <laughs> and owner ridiculous. And that the owner is doubling no, down behind it. Oh, and, At and every turn. How about the league? How about the NFL not caring? Have they shown to care about it? Well, they've shown not to care about a lot of other things. I mean, that shows you that all, all – see, and this is why players like to sort of segue. This is why players like Antonio Brown are sort of taking matters into their own hands and trying to control as much power that they feel like they have. Antonio Brown just traded to the Oakland Raiders. I was going to say, for those of you who missed it, because I – listen, I actually woke up because I knew how early we were getting up to go today. I went it's to too sleep. Early. I went to sleep. I wish I had coffee in this cup, man. I right. don't drink coffee that, like that. I don't even. I don't drink coffee ever, uh, which shows you how weird I am. I don't no, drink. That's not weird. I'm the kind of person. I didn't drink until I really had to. Like doing the job. That's what I'm I saying. Do now, like, I have to get up early. Now I do. I sometimes. don't. I just kind of get up and hope that I'm like okay. <laughs> get up and hope for the best. Yeah. I don't like. I don't. That's the thing. I don't drink coffee or alcohol or like anything. It's, probably, it's, it's not a bad thing. Just I mean, water, orange juice, milk. Coffee has good, lemonade. I'm not dependent on it the way some people are, and they go crazy. That's why I don't want to start. 
You know what I mean? Because I see, I know, I you know, I know how my mother is. I've seen her in the morning. I'm not. I don't. First of all, like I'm she, not... she needs it to function. And I don't want to get to that point. I nah, feel like nah, nah. I feel like people get. You know what I'm saying? It has to be a day. I, didn't, I didn't get enough sleep, or <laughs> no. And I mean, I understand what she's got that got there. It's just, I mean, but she's been getting up really early for years. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, but I, but, but Antonio Brown. Yes. So. While we were sleeping, while we were sleeping at least, because this happened right before, right after I went to bed, I woke up and I see that he tweeted himself in a Ra- Raiders uniform, hashtag Raider Nation. I thought he was just messing with people again. Like, I thought he was just, like, starting to put out a bunch of uniforms that he could be in and things like that. Maybe you'll see a Bills one. Not a Bills one. Cause <laughs> yeah. oh, of oh, all the teams. Oh, can we talk about that? Hold on, hold on. Maybe we'll see a Jets one or whatever. So then I look at the timeline, and then I just see the Raiders one, and then I see Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter and everybody saying that this is pretty much gonna that this is pretty much happening, yeah. maybe for a third and a fifth. And I was like, oh, he's going to the Raiders, the same place where, interestingly enough, Jerry Rice and Randy Moss sort of wound up and. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not much. So I don't know how this is going to go, but I find it more interesting, not from a football standpoint, but probably from the same vantage point that you have in terms of what does this mean for player power in terms of NFL players trying to act like, you know, NBA players. And maybe Antonio Brown's recent appearance on the shop has to do with that. I, which I still haven't watched, but um, it's OK. You know, I have issues with that show. We'll get, we'll get to that. <laughs> Um, I I do think it's interesting that I thought when Antonio Brown had these, first of all, there's a couple things. It's very it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting with the Antonio Brown thing. You know, one of the things I find interesting in the coverage of it that he needs to get rid of that mustache first and foremost. Well, yeah, that, that <laughs> he's a, yeah, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> what I find interesting is a lot of Antonio Brown's issues that stemmed and why he wanted out of Pittsburgh. A organization that generally doesn't have a lot of players saying they want to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, now they got two, their best two. Yeah, well, they messed up the first one Le'Veon in Le'Veon Bell. Bell. Yeah, they they look. I understand it. I understand it, but the way the running back position is going, I also understand Le'Veon Bell wanting to get paid. The problem is just this is what you have in the economic situation that exists in the NFL. With Antonio and if they Bar- had him, they would have made the playoffs. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I went out Steeler fans. I got to talk to my Steeler fans. I, I, you I, got them. I, I lot of them. A lot of good. A lot of good friends with Steeler fans. <laughs> um, and our homegirl was a big Steeler fan, and I got I got to hit her up and be like, "How's she feeling about this?" Because I haven't really. T- I know how she felt about the Le'Veon thing, but I haven't really talked to her about this. Antonio Brown. The problem was he had issues with Ben Roethlisberger, and the way he felt disrespected. And I feel Ben Roethlisberger among other things in his career, has skated by <laughs> on this. Again. No. Right. No. no. Has skated by on. Look, <laughs> look, Ben Roethlisberger has skated by on things that I will say this. Black players, if they did what, what he was even accused of doing with women, would not have skated by in the NFL. Latinos either. Yes. Yeah. That too, let's just put all minorities here. Would yeah. not have skated by. I just want to say that because I got to I have black Steeler fans who I know who know this. And no, and and don't feel good about this. They know this, okay? Yeah. And, and and he, you know, he he just avoided the social media takeover. Mm-hmm. So he, that's why people sort of forget about it. But like, that's something that, as you alluded to, is very serious. Yes. If you don't know what it is, and well. there was a lot of smoking gun stuff there, and whatever. Yeah. And we ain't talking about the motorcycle accident. No, people. we ain't talking <laughs> about that. Look at do do your research. Yeah. Antonio Brown had issues with them, him and the respect and the way he was treated. And I feel like Ben Roethlisberger, and I don't watch a lot of NFL coverage, but I've talked to some people who would know certain things about this and agree, too, that he has skated by on this. One of them will be on the podcast yes, soon. Yes. Well, a few, a couple of them will be on the podcast <laughs> soon. Um, Excited for they, that. They, he has skated by on this and has gotten away. Antonio Brown hasn't been happy. Antonio Brown was making demands, saying that he wanted out, using social media to push this message. The problem is he doesn't – the NFL player does not have the leverage that the NBA player has, but they want it. They're trying and to players, create it. Players like like Antonio Brown, they want it. Mm-hmm. And somebody's got to start pushing pushing it, right? They, they don't have the freedom they want it. You're take, let's take this another step forward into where we're seeing this. You saw Giants uh, Landon Collins, safety. Yes. He did not want to be franchise tagged. He decided and was reported 
by uh, Josina Anderson, the homie, decided that she reported that he was cleaning out his locker. Yeah. The Giants tried to come and say that that wasn't the case. But then found out at the combine, the Giants came out and said, we will not franchise him, tag him, because that's not what Landon Collins wanted. Landon Collins also said, because someone later said that, oh, he left some stuff here, though. And then Landon Collins said, everything that's there, I don't need it. (laughs) Yes. I don't need it. Which which was funny because there were other people that tried to refute Josina's report. Mm -hmm. And then Landon came and gave that tweet. And that actually uh, showed to be true. Yep. And I found that funny, the people that refuted the report, but ended up being wrong, and that's a whole other story there. Um, But that was another example of a player trying to flex and being like, yo, I'm not here for this franchise tag thing. I hate the franchise tag. People may not not know. I don't like it. I don't think it's good. People have had some talks about bringing it to NBA. No, 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 no. The WNBA has uh, something similar. I don't like it. Yeah, the WNBA has something similar. Were they core players? So it's basically the same thing. You, I think, I think Minnesota did it or was gonna do it with Maya Moore, and as we know, she's not playing this season. And Tina Charles has it for, with the Liberty, so she's gonna be back for, with them this season. Yeah, maybe in a ter- maybe in, I still don't like it, but I maybe, don't love it there but, because they don't really make much. That, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and so for some reason, people was like, "Well, that like may help those players in the WNBA who don't make much." But I'm like, I don't see how it does because you're still restricting. It. I don't like restriction of movement. Right? Exactly. Like you should be tied. Yeah, Oscar to, Robertson didn't fight for players to be restricted. Right. In fact, fought for the opposite. You should have. I, I'm look. Contracts are good. Sometimes they protect both sides and certain things, and I like that, and that's fine. But you should have your time and your terms, and then when you have your freedom, you should go. And if a team isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing to build around you, et cetera, you should be able to do that. Somebody shouldn't just say, "Hey, we're going to tag you with this price." Yeah. For this year, just so we can keep you and use your talents while you're in your prime and you can't get the most guaranteed money you can. This is what Le'Veon Bell was fighting for. Exactly. This is what Landon Collins now is trying to fight for. And I think the players, to your point, I don't know how you feel, Ryan. It seems like they're starting to be empowered. How empowered they are right now, I'm not so sure. It takes a while. It takes a while as we yeah. learn. I mean, the NBA didn't become this overnight. It took players a while to realize it. You're seeing, you know, more guaranteed money in the nba than ever before i mean like virtually all the money's guaranteed but not necessarily because you still have your options here and there but you're starting to see bigger contracts and the guys who are especially the guys near the top of the profession they're making a lot of money but even back a few years ago when the salary cap really went up you saw guys like chris middleton cash out and things like that like nba players fought for all those things and lebron has been very vocal about these sort of things too and he's somebody who's been able to get things done antonio brown is obviously at least on some level, a friend of his. So I feel like they're trying to sort of go by the same model. I think the NFL's gone through a lot to where you're going to start seeing more and more players sort of have these discrepancies with the owners and things like that. Because, But see, see, here's my thing. Will it get anywhere? It's only going to get somewhere, in my opinion, if when it comes to the next CBA discussions, are the players going to really stand on some issues and be like, yo, we don't want this no more. No, we like that's what it's gonna come down to because the thing is you gotta go against very powerful owners. That's the only way things change. You have to really here's what we know. The, to your point, NBA we know has been more progressive as a league with the owners, the management, everything. And I don't believe and the, the commissioners. Commissioners, right? Yeah. I don't believe the NFL owners are as pro- that progressive. Here's the or thing. close to that. You know what the NFL needs? They need quarterbacks. To sort of be involved oh, in this, yes, that's what they really need. But they wh- need like Russell. Wil- Russell Wilson, I think, has an expiring contract coming up. But, I think they're trying to rework his contract. But what? Incent- but the thing is, those positions are being taken care of, right? So, what incentive do they have to fight, right? Mm-hmm. As much for the guy when you have P- LeBron and these guys in the NBA, sure, they're getting the top salaries and the max salaries, and they've learn how to maximize their flexibility but yeah they actually their fight did actually benefit the guys in the middle right who might not be the stars look they got people even overpaid they got joaquin noah paid but here they got timothy miles here's the thing too it's also there's also issues within the sport where in terms of like basketball players are just more valuable by nature because there's five of them out on the court and it's the only sport of all the major sports other than i guess hockey where you're playing offense and defense yep you know what i mean in football you're only on one side of the ball at least on the nfl level 
And on top of that, guys are more replaceable just because, well, you know, you have systems. Well, baseball have, you can too, but the problem is you're not minute to minute, you're not as valuable. Baseball, on there's like 11 minutes of action or something. Right. So it's not the same. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Minute to minute, you're not as valuable on yeah. both. You're not as in, integrated. Where basketball, you know, the ball's in your hands, like late in the game. Right. Like if you really wanted to, if you were playing Green Bay, you could hold the ball from Aaron Rodgers for the last five minutes of the game. And then he, all of a sudden, he's not as valuable as he would be if you know LeBron James was on a basketball court. You know what I mean? Like all, it's different. All, all good points. I agree. And in basketball, let's be honest, you have better messengers there. Antonio Brown, you know, his heart's probably in the right place. I'm not sure he's the right messenger. Especially, listen, man, I'm not trying to judge people by their looks, but that damn blonde mustache, man. You say nobody's gonna take him seriously? Like, no, I mean- no, it's not even that. It's just like he's almost doing too much where he's speaking out to the point where it's like, I'm actually surprised Oakland traded for him just because. No, why? They're Oakland. Right. Well, this is what they do. Fair enough. They want to get that kind fair of Fair enough, but they have who? John Gruden and Mike Mayock? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't think that they were going to be the ones to make that move. But regardless, I just think that with Antonio Brown, it's not somebody like, um, I don't know. They're probably better messengers in the sport out there. But see, it takes somebody. He has a platform. He's got a time. But he's not wrong. No, he's, he's also not. doing a lot in terms of like he 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 aired out a lot of stuff on Big Ben where the shop. He had a sit down on ESPN that was actually really good uh, where they talked about it. And they got a little bit closer to his roots in Miami because this is someone who grew up with, you know, a very, very difficult childhood. Yep. A childhood that, frankly, a lot of kids we know don't make it out of. You know what I mean? So Antonio Brown requires nuance and a little bit of understanding. But that damn blonde mustache, man. <laughs> I mean, fan of it. Or not, I, guess I keep coming back. I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person like, that's like, I, it might be distracting to most people, but I'm like. I'm kind of joking on the mustache nah, part. But, I, but, but I, what I'm saying is like, overall, I feel like I feel like there could be better messengers. But look, someone's got to kick the door down. So, and you so, could argue that it was Colin Kaepernick. I don't know. I think part of that helps, but I think that somebody who's also the highest, one of the highest paid at their position, when they're saying like no, or they're trying to influence their power, that and does help too. Let me let me say this too. Let me add this because I just thought about it. it. It it'll look better maybe with time. So if Oakland has a good season, if Oakland makes the playoffs, Derek Carr's rejuvenated and things go well, and they're ten and six, and maybe they win a division. If all that happens, they're probably not going to win a division because Kansas City's there. But if all that happens. Maybe, you know, people start listening up. Maybe things start to happen because Antonio Brown created sort of a better situation or helped create a better situation. I for still himself. think don't much doesn't happen until we get to the CBA. It really comes down to that. When is that for the NFL? And if it's I want to say it's within the next few years. I think it's like four years or so. It's coming up. It's coming up. We also have to pay attention to Patrick Mahomes' contract situation. But here's the thing. I'm, I'm sure that he's I, I'm sure they're gonna take care of him. But like, yo, I Man, I think I think I think whatever he's going to get, he can get more. <laughs> I think you're right about quarterbacks having to step up on this front line. They haven't had the incentive to do so. That's the issue. The problem is the, the NFL has never had. They haven't had a serious, serious strike in since the '80s, practically, where people were like, "Yo, we really we're not going to work. We, we're willing to sell the season." It doesn't seem like the players are willing to do it, and the problem is. I think a lot of it is where the owners have the upper hand. It's like, yo, your career is short. You sitting out here, you're wasting time and earning potential. <clears throat> Excuse me. And most guys aren't really, really, I think, have shown really willing to ride for that. You need some players that are going to ride for this and say this system's got to change. You can't change the system unless you're willing to totally disrupt it. You want the NFL pay system to change? You want more power? You got to be willing to disrupt it and say, hey, Y'all can't do anything without us. And I do think your point is right. It starts it with quarterbacks. If quarterbacks said, mm-hmm. yo, you know what? We, we're we eating here because they're the position that's definitely Especially eating. a dude like Aaron Rodgers who I can actually picture doing that. Yeah, but he just got paid, so he's okay. Well, no, long. but he speak out on behalf of other players. You know what I'm saying? Like Speaking out is one thing. Standing up and saying, yo, I'm willing to sit out and not work is a whole different thing. That's true. You're now taking it like, to a whole nother like level. If, like, for example, if if – if Jordy Nelson was still Jordy Nelson, but like let's just use him as an example. If he was still Jordy Nelson and he had a contract situation coming up, and then Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, "Oh, I'm not playing unless that's taken care of." Like if he has a top flight receiver where he can fight for him, 
then maybe you'll start to see some things done. That using that as an example, like a little starting point, so it's, to speak. Th- there's a lot. I just want I just want to know what the players would be willing to stand on and give up, and that they think the owners might have to come and compromise on. Because one thing we know is, I feel like an NFL strike would be fascinating because people love football in this country, and you know what people don't want to see replacement players. Yeah, remember the replacement refs a couple years ago. Uh, wow, actually. <laughs> and remember I remember that Seattle Green Bay game and there was a bad call at the end of the game? All you need to know and is And that was like all you got to change that. I remember that. All you need to know about replacement players is this. Basically what you'll see is the Alliance of American Football. Those players, <laughs> you're going to see that in the NFL. Or it'd be the equivalent of and no disrespect because I respect the hell out of these dudes, G League players. But there's a reason they're in the G League. It'd be like seeing that at the NBA they're, level. They're still, they're still better. Even the G League level oh, absolutely. is not as bad as what replacing well, it's, players It's harder be. to make the NBA than it is the NFL. Yeah. Numerically, it's way harder. Yeah. It's it's still it still won't be as bad. I, I think things could shift. I think how other players treat things like franchise. The, it's not more about the being traded like Antonio Brown. I think how players treat the franchise tag going forward. Yeah. And yeah. and holding that it. Gives all the owners the, that gives all the organizations and, the power. And I'll tell you what. The people who are like, oh, these players shouldn't hold out for contracts and stuff like that in trading camp. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Look, if I have a limited amount of time to play this a sport and I'm playing a very violent sport where I can get injured and anything can happen – and I'm in the last year of my deal. People are like, oh, well, he signed that contract. Oh, well, you guys can do things like franchise tag people. Yep. This I, I think I said this on the Cut pro- you because contracts are not. See, that's the other thing. Not guaranteed. Non-guaranteed. They're yep. looking at NBA players and baseball players like, God damn. Yeah. You know, like, this is cr- that's why people think Kyler Murray's bugging for trying to go for football. If But he's a quarterback. If any, look, I understand why football is such a high risk and they don't have these, these guaranteed contracts. I understand that. Yeah. But... And I understand the risk it would take for the owners. I understand but you got to understand the other side of it, right? And so, but I don't. I'm, that's why I'm never going to be mad at a player trying to get as much money as he ha- as he can. What I always find interesting in this conversation is this country. If you look at historically through labor situations, has always been pro worker, right? Just go back and look oh, anything. Look and, and in sports, especially, which is blasphemous, right? But <laughs> so then you have to ask yourself: Is why is it that people tend to be upset at these NFL players that want to that want to hold out or these NBA players like Anthony Davis that want to try to say hey this team isn't done right by me yeah. I'm trying they to get essentially want to control their future right yeah what's the problem there the problem is in those both of those leagues the majority of those players are black yeah and so what that says to me is maybe you people who always be like oh right through a pro labor pro labor rights pro worker rights pro working class people you just don't like the people who are making a bunch of money and how they look. That's the problem. This, the, the, those folks don't want to admit it. They just don't like who's making the money and trying to make the terms of how they want to make their money. This is why if any NBA rookie coming into the season, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Jared Culver, Bull Bull, anybody, if they came out and said, I don't want to play for the Phoenix Suns, I would have no problem with that. Yeah. None whatsoever. Or- because ownership clearly doesn't know what they're doing. And there's a lot of dysfunction there. Like, I'm just using them as an example. If they came out and said, I don't want to play for the Cavs, I don't want to play for this team, the Knicks, whoever, I don't. I would not mind that at all because I feel like the draft, we kind of don't need it. We still yes. have it because it's always been there. Yes. But And people are fearful of that, oh, if there was no draft, then everybody's going to go to this team or everybody's going to go to that happen. team. That's not going to happen. But that's not going to happen. Not a salary That's a whole it's bigger discussion for a future podcast Although, that we're going to have. Yeah, and, but, I, and I want to have discussion because I used to, you know – I used to always uh, turn around and be like, "Should you know?" Some people brought up to me, "There should be no more draft." In fact, my fiance's brother, she's like, "Why do we have a draft?" It's st- look, and, and let me say, the- this, I'm thoroughly entertained by the draft, but I recognize we don't really need it, no, it's, and I I wouldn't be bothered I, I, about I, it regardless. I, I, I'm at the point if now, there was a player, if there was like a free agency pool for rookies, yeah, that should probably be the way. But we're I, not. I am at the point now in my sports watching where I'm like. There's no need for drafts anymore. None. We need to get. We need to get rid of it. It, it, it. All sports. There's no need for drafts anymore. If you want a league like NBA that still has a cap, you can still. If you can fit somebody in under your cap and they want to play for you, yeah. Good. Why are we? Why are we okay with any other place? I can choose where I want to work. You can. That's what I was going to say. Work. Imagine. Imagine you just graduate college. Yeah. You have a degree. And then you have to enter, if you want to be like a journalist, for example, let's use our background, right? Yeah. And you have to enter yourself into a pool 
Like, oh, damn. Like, I could only imagine if I left college and was like, what if I got drafted to work in Salt Lake City? I'm Puerto Rican. What am I going to do in Utah? Be Puerto Rican. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, I mean, what, that, what? It, that's not even. There ain't no rice and beans and, 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 and pork out there for I mean, me. Just, you just, know what I'm saying? Just, like, just pork. You're going to be among the Mormon community. It's probably not going to embrace it as much. There's, more, on, there's worse places you could be working in Salt Lake City, Utah. Trust me. I don't even think that's where you're going to go. There's a lot worse places. You, you could be, you <laughs> where could be is, in some small Memphis? town. Memphis got barbecue, man. Memphis is not even a worse. You could be on some small paper. You could be drafted by any paper. Oh, man. Those so, are actually reasonable Alga- The Algonquin Times? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, what if you were drafted no, by... This is back. But imagine, imagine, well, first of all, first of all, I think I'm going in the first round. Let me just say that, all right? So I don't think I'm going to the Algonquin time. <laughs> but the first round could be like Salt Lake Tribune. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, but, but your point is well taken. What if, what, if, what, if I, what if I go, we talked about Florida on this podcast. What if I go to Tallahassee? Oh, man. That's tough. Tallahassee like Times. Jacksonville. It will be me. It will be me covering Florida, man. That's another yeah. thing. They will tell you what to cover. Because in some instances, you know, people change your position or well, a lot of people time, tell you, a lot like, of you got to fill don't. this role. So it's like, uh, well, here's the thing. Why are we okay with this? Everybody else gets to right, choose where that, they want to work. That's the, you know, we're having fun, but that's the that's yeah. the essence of what why, we're saying. Is why that are we okay You would basically, this? you wouldn't even have to leave college, but let's say you left college or whatever. Like, just in whatever line of work you're trying to pursue, you have to enter a draft. And then you may go undrafted, and then it's like you have to do something else. I don't know. But at the same time, it's like, you the thought of trying to enter yourself into a draft pool is kind of ridiculous but we've been doing it in pro sports for years so it's one of those things that people just accept because it's been that way and i continue to say that just because things have been the way they have been we don't need don't don't mean we have to accept it the draft the draft the whole draft thing is it's kind of slavish too that's another part i'll get into that too it that's what this is for a deeper discussion it's kind of slavish it and for the people like i said a lot of people in this country super pro labor, except when it comes to certain sports yeah. and certain people pl- pl- playing these sports. Yeah, and I think we do need to reevaluate how we are bringing players to teams. Yeah, how we are giving people opportunities with teams. This is why I'm more in support of academies and bringing people absolutely in, in, in through that and soccer having minor league it. system. Yeah, to some degree, baseball gets it to some degree. To some degree, and <laughs> bringing people into that and actually integrating a culture and having people really develop skills mm-hmm. instead of being like. Yo, you're gonna go here because this team is the worst record. We gotta have a whole draft episode, right? right. And, I, we'll and again, I get it. It's fun TV. It does make for fun dramatic TV. But then you're thinking about it like, yo, these are 18 year olds, 19 year olds, and their lives are being like literally altered with a selection on a note card, and you know that, and that people, whole thing. And then people have things like the combines, and, and then and then, and then there's and, instant analysis on how they're gonna do and draft grades and things like that. Like subject yourself to that and put yourself in that position. Imagine if there were a draft, like if you got drafted 28th overall in the journalist draft or something like that. Not you, Dexter, because you'd be first overall pick. I don't know. But what I'm I saying. Know, I don't know about that. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, like, if you went 28th overall and then people are, like, analyzing you right after, like, oh, you know, this person, I'm not sure how he's going to fare in Utah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's like struggle that. for Brian out there to adjust. <laughs> <laughs> like, just imagine. I think I would. I'm sicko. So I think I would actually enjoy it a little bit. You know what I mean? I'd have fun with it. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. I think I'd have fun with it. They, I don't know how much fun they would have with me, but <laughs> I'd have fun with them. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it'd probably be like in some weird, twisted way, a little bit fun. But then, at the end of the day, you're not controlling your own situation, and you should, at least on some level, have control of your own situation to some degree. Look, and it, that doesn't mean. Just want to be clear. That doesn't mean there aren't jobs where people have contracts. People have contracts at regular jobs, right? Like you, a lot it's of not people, like you shouldn't not have a boss. Right. Like in some instances, it's actually very beneficial. Like I've worked with people who are quote unquote above me, if you want to say that, but. You know, they've given me good guidance and things like that. And but the thing is, you should be able to choose where you want to work, just like anybody else. And athletes should have that too. They shouldn't be told, "Hey, you got drafted by this team. You got to go there." The draft is just very archaic. Uh, as I said before, it's very slavish. slavish. And you know, we have to understand. There's some people that still long for those times. So this is why they don't want that. <laughs> they don't want that to change. There's a reason Muhammad Ali was like, "Nah," and actually went to jail. You know, to, to right, fight, for, right, to fight for this call, drafting for the war, drafting for this. There's uh, a reason we don't do that anymore. Yeah, 
Yeah. But we still do it in sports. But we still do it in sports. Stupid. For our own entertainment. Stupid. There's going to be some people out here and be like, why y'all, Why are you guys hating on the draft? It's it's very exciting. Uh, is it, though? No. We're going to revisit. You know what? We'll revisit this in April before be, the NFL draft. draft. We will revisit this again probably before the NBA draft because that one will actually be a little more plugged into. Me especially because I'm covering the draft again. I mean, I enjoy, so, I, I enjoy it. I'm just saying that. It even feels, even feels weird to say it, here's the a, draft. Here's the thing. There could still be a whole if the process. We'll, we'll get into more of the theories of what we think should work and shouldn't work. Yeah, but there could still be a whole selection show, and people would still tune into it, and it still would be exciting. I just say we don't need the draft. When I say selection, you're doing a show about who's telling you where they're going. How dope would that be? Yeah. Imagine I'm sitting. Imagine I'm sitting here this year, and there's no draft, and I got to sit and wait nervously. There's no lottery, and I got to wait to see if Zion Williamson is going to say if he wants to play for my team. Yeah. Probably you would say no, and then I'll be heartbroken. It would essentially be free agency for rookies again. That'd be dope. Which which would be good. I mean, you probably still want to put like a rookie wage scale or something like that, like that that the that the league has. So that I'm the, fine with that, but yeah. they still choose where they want to go. I'm not I'm not mad at the rookie wage scale because like the rookie contracts were out of hand at one point, and I remember in the NFL, God, you remember Mario yeah. Williams? Yeah, those contracts. Like you know, sometimes it gets out of hand, but for Zion Williamson, he might actually be worth that. And R.J. Barrett, too. And John Moran, too, actually. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day... I'm if sure somebody's they, willing to they pay... Sh- they should yeah. have control over where they were. I, I, I agree with that. Real quick, real quick, because Lakers, now they're blowing it up. Oh, my God. And we thought that they were going to make the playoffs. Uh, I, I Prayers for so. Brandon Ingram, uh, first of all, because that's a serious thing that he's... They found a blood clot in his shoulder. Yeah, and the condition where he's having pain, where he's lifting up his shoulder. So he's now out for the season. Uh, LeVar, Le, LeVar That's Ball. tough. He's Le- mad. He's like 20, maybe. Yeah, I'm glad. They may have caught this early, though, so this might be good. This I heard that they good. did, but, yeah. you know, he needs, to, he needs to be careful. Alonzo Ball will be out for the season. Um, the Lakers. Tank mode. Kyle Kuzma's injured. He's injured. Can't hurt me in fantasy. Th- listen, I have LeBron James on my fantasy team. I'm probably cooked. I might be done. Uh, I still think he's going to play. I don't think. I, I, I don't. <sighs> the Lakers. I'm the third seed, man. I think. That, I have enough depth, but I don't know. I might be done. I think that that the potential trades for Anthony Davis rocked the team. I think those young guys did not know what was going I think that really rocked the team. I don't blame the Lakers for trying to trade for Anthony Davis. I also think those dudes need to be a little bit more professional that was, that dealing was, with that. That was managed but it's very hard. poorly. I, do, I don't know. But you know what? I don't, I don't blame know who them. Could, I don't know who could do anything about like, it. Yo, Players I, are professionals. I've been in a situation, though, where I've sort of mentally checked out, uh, you know what I mean, of a place, and then my work has kind of slipped. But I wasn't getting traded or anything like that. That's another thing. I'm yeah, at, my, my, but you got to be a professional. Right. That's At the end of the day, you do. Nobody, so, nobody, ain't nobody trying to hear that. And and let's be honest: when people are watching these guys get paid millions of dollars, and you're to do a job, um, which I'm not saying the human emotion doesn't come into that. I yeah, understand all that's, that. That's I'm all still, I'm trying to say. I'm still saying but you got to be a professional. It, it is different, though. Especially, I mean, look, you're especially look. You're, you're young. N- it's tough when you're young, and you're in the be. NBA. You're at a level where look, there's always the guy right behind you trying to come for what you have. But in the NBA, especially. I mean, come on. There's we were just talking about how difficult it is to get in that league. They just added two more slots with two-way players, so now it's 17 players a team. But that I mean, you're talking about what 470, not even 500 players in the NBA. Yeah. Like those are very I coveted under, spots. I understand the stress. I get all that, and I think it's tough for young dudes, and I'm not I'm not here to make excuses for them. I'm just saying I understand, but I also understand you have to be a professional, and I do think that affected the team. Um I don't think this. I want to be clear. I don't think this is an indictment on LeBron. LeBron played great. LeBron played great before he got hurt. His him getting hurt is a huge factor in this too. I don't think this hurts LeBron's legacy. People just Me want neither. to say, the people want to say that just for a stupid discussion. But it's, it's stupid. Remember what I said? I didn't like him going to the Lakers. I thought it was a corny move, and uh, I'm not going to say this is vindication because that would be kind of silly on my part. I just want to say like. Him look going to the Lakers, it looks less and less like a basketball move than ever. I'm not sure it ever was a basketball move, but it looks more and more like he's just trying to set up his post-basketball or I'd say his, his current career too, but his other career outside of basketball. I mean, maybe, but I'll tell you what. The La- I don't know if he'll ever win a championship again. I really don't. He may not. If he doesn't win the Lakers, I think that will be disappointing. But here's the thing about the Lakers, man. And and I said this to my boy last night. We were talking. He's a huge Laker fan. 
And I said, look, the, the, the management has to take some heat too. Yeah, absolutely. The Lakers have had three out of the last four number two picks in the draft. And which one of wow. them which one of them is a star? I mean, you would hope Ingram could be, but he ain't yet. One, and, well, and, now, and now he has this, well, one, which you can't account well, for. Well, one has turned into a star, but he's no longer with the team. Oh, well. <laughs> now, D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> here's, and here's the thing with that. Shout out to our Nets fan Here's listeners. the thing with that. It's not that I killed the Lakers for making that trade. I think it was a good trade for both teams. Lakers need to get off some space for a bad signing, which I'll kill what, them for that. What they should have did was kept Brooke Lopez, though. That's another that's another story too. Yeah. They didn't sign Brook Lopez this offseason to get to that. They signed Michael Beasley for the same amount of money. So a, a guy who can help spread the floor. So that's a bad what I'm my point is the Lakers Chinese Basketball Association is Michael Beasley, by the way. Yes, now. <laughs> Lakers management has you gotta kind of give them some stuff where they haven't done a great job. This is not me saying I don't like I actually like Brandon Ingram. Um and I think he could still be a star. Lonzo Ball has been old. Oh, K at best. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell has eventually developed into a star, but he's no longer with your team. And you had to trade him because of a previous bad signing that you had made and you had to get money off of that. Julius Randle also. Julius Randle. First, it was a lottery pick. Lottery set number seven, who I liked coming out of college too. Same, I li- same. I've actually liked all of their picks. I don't think their p- picks are bad. They also got Kuzma late in the first round, which looks like a really good yeah, pick. They've made some. My good, point yeah. is they don't have a guy. There's no way in a team you can say next to LeBron, bona fide second star. I'm confident in that. You yeah. can't say that. I think Ingram could be there, but he's not there yet. And if you're another star, would you really want to play there because of the pressure? Like I get playing with LeBron could be great, but like everything else is going on there, man. I just don't know. I don't know. And I saw I Bobby know. Marks. No, not Bobby Marks. Bobby Marks did say this, but Jeff Van Gundy also said it. It's like if I'm the Lakers, everything's they- on the table. I would think, I agree. including thinking about trading LeBron. Yes, I agree. I heard Jeff Van Gundy say this. But he my, has a no trade clause. No, he does not. Really? No. Oh, get him out of here then. Like, yeah. I, I, I probably would. We talked about this one, Jose. Jose, I was no, up. I no longer think that LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. I think that's probably fair. This season changed my mind. He was last year, but after this season, I'm like, look, he's still great and still playing at a high level, and he's still top two. Maybe top three, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, he's not getting younger. He just had his first real serious injury in a long time. But do you time think the Lakers injury? will actually do this? No. I, no. I, not this I, season. I, if they have another bad year, maybe. I don't but look, think, Space Jam's coming but, out. I, I don't think that Jeff Van Gundy's point is wrong. And I think that it also will go back to something else you could talk about with Laker management. Maybe, maybe they should have had a little bit more faith and let their young core develop. Because once you brought LeBron to his core, which was to my to my my boys, it was a legit concern about him before they signed LeBron. Yes. Legit concern. He was like, yo, I hope this doesn't mess with the young dudes because there's going to be a lot of pressure on them now. And they were kind of ascending and going up to 35 wins. And I'm and I'm still saying this year they were they were good on Christmas to Christmas Day they were playing great yeah they, they were, were the four seed at see, one point right with LeBron they beat Golden State and LeBron got hurt I do think LeBron's injury combined with the Anthony so Davis talk impact. had a lot to do with that I think if LeBron was healthy I still think they would have been fine let me just say this real quick because so that's why are, I don't want to blame him put it all on them let me just say this real quick because we, we gotta go we are really limited on time we gotta get to numbers um. I have a LeBron to New York theory that I've touched on. And I'm just saying, if you're going to trade him, the place that would help his legacy the most to win a championship is kind of here. It's kind of New York City. Yeah, I'm good. Kind of with the Knicks. I don't know. I'm kind of good. He could also play with the Nets, and that would make a lot of sense. I think we do, I think the Knicks need to not do what the Lakers do and trust their young core and just stick with it. LeBron's to New York City. Make it happen. Stop it. <laughs> just stop it. All right. Selfishly, uh, that would help me out a lot. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. Uh, 68, looking at this list, not that great. Not great, but an obvious choice. So we won't start there. Obvious. Uh, Jeff McNeil, your boy. I like Jeff McNeil. Dylan Batances. I think he went to Grand Street Grand campus. Street, Brooklyn guy. That's like, right. Uh, Richie Incognito. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, I just did that to play around. Uh, Kyle Turley. Nope. Is also problematic. Uh, Will yep. Shields. Hmm. Very good offensive lineman for a long time. And... Kevin Mawai. Ah, Long time Jet. That's why I, that's why I'm like, this choice is obvious for me personally. Oh man. I'm a Dylan Batances fan too, even though I'm not a Yankee fan. I do like him. I mean, I, look, with me, I don't really have a strong opinion here. I gotta go with Mawai though. But Mawai that's what I'm saying. Hall of Famer. Listen, let me say Jet. this. Kevin Mawai, thank you. 
because uh, all those years of Madden, you really helped me out protecting uh, Chad Pennington from from uh, getting injured, and also Michael Vick when I made that Chad Pennington and a draft pick for Michael Vick trade at NFL 2K5, the greatest football game ever. It always has to come back to some video game with you. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Kevin Y really helped me out. Who did that I had trade? A, I had a... St- the Atlanta Falcons. Oh. I, had a, <laughs> I had a stable, stable offensive line, and it all started at the center position. Thank you, Kevin Y, for all those years of protecting me in video Thank games. Thank you, video games, for becoming smarter with trades, because that would be auto-rejected today. <laughs> That is well, no, that was see, that was Chad Pennington when he had look. Chad Pennington had eighty seven. No, 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 hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Let me let me tell you. No, Chad no, Pennington, no, you're right. No, well, hold on. No, let me. It finish. doesn't matter that that trade is stupid. Chad Pennington. At that time. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Chad Pennington had an eighty seven overall. Michael Vick had a ninety. This was this was mad in two thousand five. Michael Vick, right? So this was the year after he was on the cover. So he was injured. So his overall went down a little bit, came back, whatever. And Chad Pennington, this is when he was at his peak with the Jets. I, I, so I threw in a draft pick there. Off of the AFC I threw in a draft pick there, that. and then it happened. But here's the thing. They would have won that trade because Michael Vick had a dogfighting thing right after that. I mean, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> you know stupid. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they had a dogfighting thing right after that. And then Chad Pennington was actually pretty good with the Dolphins. He got hurt, but he was pretty good with the Dolphins. What'd he was you just like say? comeback player of the year or something. Chad like Pennington that. got hurt. Michael Vick got arrested. So, <laughs> both people still. Granted, not, he came back and was you, you good. Know, you know what's equal? Both people still ain't playing. Right, but st- that, that was a long time ago. Though. I know. But I'm just, I w- no, no, I'm just saying at that time and what happened, both people still weren't. So on it the wouldn't field. have been a great trade regardless. That's right. That's my so, point. but the trade could have still went through. That would have been stupid. It <laughs> oh my god, that been stupid. All right, that's it for this episode. Of I wanted a scrambling quarterback. I can't be having pocket passes of video games, man. All right, that's it for this episode of A Hardtail Podcast. We got to go. Thank you for listening. Uh, be sure. Do your thing. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a Patreon. Also support us on Patreon. We appreciate the support as usual. Until next time, we got more stuff coming up uh, this month with March. Uh, A lot of women will have in here for Women's History History Month. Month, So a lot of our guests will be women. Uh, Be sure to check us out. Continue to support. Subscribe. Do all the things. And R. Kelly and Jesse Smollett. We haven't forgot about that. That will be a topic we will discuss. (laughs) Until next time. Peace, y'all.